0: hello welcome to Apple Aussie weekly episode 13 the place of for all the latest Apple tech news rumors of the week so before we get this episode started be sure to check out the Musk unloaded podcast um and by the way we have Praveen who joined the episode today of Apple Aussie weekly so Praveen thank you for joining today
1: hey holden thank you for having me
0: thank you he's, he's also the host for musk unloaded um so if you don't if you do not know what the musk unloaded podcast is it's a space science and technology podcast um but the podcast they discuss the hottest news and topics fresh from the modern world um three times a week um but to keep note this podcast will be uh, returning on may 9th because i've been taking a break but uh uh, stay tuned on May 9th and search The Muscle Loaded Podcast on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Okay, so the first thing we'll be talking about in today's Apple News is Apple expands global recycling programs. So as Earth Day is coming up on Monday, Apple announced uh, a, a expansion of its recycling programs, um, but according to Apple uh, Newsroom, Uh, It's also quadrupling the number of locations U.S. customers can send their iPhone to be disassembled by Daisy. Um, If you do do not know what Daisy is, it's this recycling robot. So, um, according to Apple, Daisy will disassemble and recycle select used iPhones returned to Best Buy stores throughout U.S. and KPN retailers in the Netherlands. Uh, cus- and they also said that customers can also turn in their eligible devices to be recycled at any Apple store or through apple.com as part of the Apple trading In program. Um, but Perveen, what are your thoughts on these efforts Apple doing? doing? You think it's a good effort this year because they're always they're always like every year they always add more stuff. Like, can I just get your general thoughts on this?
1: Well, if you look at it, Holden, it's you can a lot of people do look at it as a marketing. Like, it is a marketing stunt. It, it's, it, they're showing off a robot that disassembles uh, iPhones and recycles, sorts them into parts like the screws and like the boards separately. We can't say that, you know, this one robot is, you know, changing the world and helping recycling, but it does make a difference. And Apple, we do know that uh, all of their stores and uh, they're even ask, asking their um, manufacturers like TSMC to shift towards renewable energy. And already, most of their offices use uh, renewable energy. And right. it is, though though the robot is, a, you could say, it might be like a marketing stunt, they are having a really strong stance on renewable energy and looking towards the future.
0: Right. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I do believe it does have some way in marketing how Apple, like, I think Apple's also doing it because they're really big in environmental, like, like i guess you can say green environmental i don't know what you call it but they're always like apple always likes being green and um but i believe 100 percent of their facilities retail stores and corporate campuses run on, on renewable energy if i remember correctly um but which i think is pretty cool um yeah that's but, pretty amazing and I, I even believe iclouds run a renewable energy because uh they they always promote like like their servers are using solar panels and like wind energy like have you seen have you seen those photos before
1: yeah i have i have and yeah. like the campus the uh like the whole spaceship campus like the entire right. top is pretty much a solar panel
0: right and actually the uh so the apple campus in austin um they actually have solar panels on top of them and a f- this was a few years ago but actually a few years ago the the i read i read a report that the solar panel caught on fire and they had to evacuate the whole entire apple campus in austin because when the soul because you know in texas it's super hot and when the solar panels apparently caught on fire which you're thinking how's that happen? i don't know um wow but it, yeah it was, it was pretty interesting but they had to evacuate the whole entire campus I've been at the Apple Austin campus before. Like, I've been inside. I got tour of it. It's really nice. Um, It also, like, you can tell that, like, just the environment, like, in the campuses and the retail stores, you can tell they're always, like, they're trying to use, like, good resources and stuff like that, I guess you can say. Um, But the campus in Austin is actually, it is made out of solar panels. So, I guess, I guess throughout different campuses in through Apple's network, I guess they have some way they're they have renewable energy
1: i guess the most important thing you can take from this is they're setting a precedent for other countries to follow in suit
0: right yeah um so it is cool i believe i believe the iphone 10s event they announced 100 of their stores in corporate retailers uh re- sorry retail stores run on renewable energy it used to be like 99 or something like that I'm like curious what that one percent was, but it's it's pretty interesting. Um, so going back about Daisy, so Daisy uh can disassemble 15 different iPhone models at the rate of of uh, 200 per hour, re- uh, recovering even more important materials for reuse. Once materials have been recovered by from Daisy, they're recycled back into the manufacturing process, um, and also for cobalt, which is a key battery material. Apple sends iPhone batteries recovered by Daisy upstream to its supply chain. So what Daisy can even do now, they're also recycling batteries. So like the material inside the batteries, they're recycled. Some of that can actually be recycled and they're they're sending it back to their global supply chain and they're reusing that. So that's pretty cool.
1: I think the first version of uh, the recycling robot was announced uh, way back uh, at the end of the iPhone 6 cycle.
0: Yeah, I think it was. I think it was called Liam. If I'm. Yeah, it was called Liam. It was called Liam? Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like, the. Um. I don't know the difference between the two. I think. I think Daisy, if I remember correctly, is faster than Liam. Um, it's kind of like a. I guess you can say it's kind of like an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But according to Apple, they also use 100% recycled tin and key components of the main logic boards of 11 different products. Um, and, the, and they also said that the company's engineering of aluminum alloy made from 100% recycled aluminum allows the new MacBook Air and Mac Media to have, a, uh, to have nearly half the carbon footprint of earlier materials. So they're also in this press release, they're saying their efforts and like they've been changing their like, I guess like they're trying to make more things like recyclable and reusable and they're recycling it everything like that. But the last thing I also like to mention is, um, Apple also is opening a material recovery lab, which will, which is, uh, dedicated, uh, to discovering a uh, future recycling process. Um, but this material recovery lab is actually located in Austin is located in Austin, Texas, which I live in. Um it's also a 9,000 square foot facility and Apple said it will look for innovative solutions in, involving robotics and machine learning to improve on traditional meth- methods like targeted disassembly. So it's really cool that um it, so Apple's actually getting pretty big in Austin. Uh during December, Apple announced they're building a $1 billion campus in Austin. And now to, now on Friday, they just announced uh, they opened a new 9,000-square-foot facility. And when I went to the Apple campus two years ago in Austin, it was actually like they actually just expanded it. Like, they just opened like a new part of it like two, like two months ago. So, like, they already expanded it when I was there. It's just, fa- it's just fascinating they're expanding it again because it's already really big. And plus, they're spending one billion dollars on this expansion. Um, but it's pretty interesting. Uh, Previn, you have any thoughts on this?
1: Um, well, if you if you kind of look at it, where wouldn't Apple want to be? Like, it's like they have so much money; they probably would have uh, found that Austin uh, required more employees, or uh, they must have shifted a lot of the work. There, like Texas, is really booming, especially in the uh, right. tech uh, technology sector for the past few years, especially. So I guess they found some sort of demand, and that's why they had to expand. Because whenever Apple does something, you know, they they think it out. They they would have put a lot of thought in this decision.
0: Right, and I mentioned about uh uh Austin expanding Texas. Like it's not just Apple. Dell Dell's been in Austin for a long time. That's their headquarters are in Austin. In a, in a city called Round Rock Texas and that's where Dell HQ is um uh, Google they just built a Google headquarters in Austin they just rented this huge out this, this huge building uh, I've seen the building before I haven't been inside I don't think I'm allowed to but I saw the outside of it it looks really nice and plus Samsung Samsung's pretty big uh, I believe they do like uh, I don't know I think they, I know they do something with hardware they make like chips or something in austin but samsung's even growing a lot so it's kind of amazing um
1: yeah like even i like i heard that the nickname for austin is silicon hills like silicon valley because oh, yeah. there's that's, just that's so many tech companies there
0: that's funny because i live here and like i haven't heard of that yet that 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 makes sense
1: i just i just pulled it up on google it's literally called silicon hills
0: that's funny i actually didn't know that
1: <laughs> wow oh. if it, people even call it silicon ranch it seems
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm yeah um but overall apple so overall talk about apple expanding its global recycling programs um it's a great thing that they're doing and um we'll see what they'll do next year i guess yeah okay so now we're moving on to the next story so the next story is um so so mingjin q is back at it again with some more um. Yeah, with some more plans, uh, so the, so Q said that Apple plans to upgrade the front camera of the 2019 iPhones from seven megapixels to twelve megapixels, and he also uh, stated that the much rumored triple camera system will come with the six point five inch and five point eight inch OLED iPhones, adding a brand new super wide twelve megapixel lens, um. And also another thing that'll be coming is ultra wide wide uh, lens, and it'll also include a new coating, which I don't know what that really means honestly. I guess it's some material on the lenses, maybe so it, like protects it. I'm not too sure about it. Um, but you think you think Apple, like I guess anyone will say that Apple should upgrade its front-facing camera. But just in general, Praveen, what are your thoughts on this? Apple upgrading like all these like other upgrades for the iPhone 11 because um, I guess you can say it's still a little early um, like for like to know much too much about the iPhone but this, uh, this month and the next few months is usually the months that we usually learn a lot about it um, but Praveen what are your thoughts on this?
1: Well uh, regarding the front camera upgrade I think it's pretty long overdue like if you look at the iPhone 6 it was a 1.2 megapixel front camera. The 6S was a 5 megapixel, and then the 7 was a 7 megapixel. So they literally just upgraded the megapixels uh, every single iteration. But then, after the 7, they just kept it constant, right? And now we're on the 10S, and it's the same and we know that you know apple isn't really focused on numbers they don't do an upgrade unless it's necessary but upgrades are necessary well in some point of time so i think it is long overdue because especially like uh if you look at the front cameras other phones the samsung galaxy um, uh, the s10 plus they have these they have this uh front camera and then they have this really nice uh depth sensor which works really great like some might say even better than the iphone 10s based on opinion the pixel 3 uh it has this really great wide uh wide angle front camera sensor so a front camera sensor necessary i know it's it's, i think it's a bit overdue and regarding the coating on the back the back lens i I read somewhere that it might be to blend the glass along with the uh the metal bezel that holds the glass so just to make it like seamless on the back
0: okay that actually makes a lot more sense now okay because the report i was reading it just said coating i'm like I co- like coding on the lenses I'll I like a lot of things came to my mind when I heard that but uh, thanks for looking into that
1: yeah um, to be honest if with that if if you just imagine the glass blending into the metal like that uh after seeing the the camera bumps on the iPhones for a while and seeing this new blending thing I think it might look weird at the beginning but then you know, like usual everyone will get used to it right. yeah people adopt
0: um the question is what I'm going to have about the camera lenses is what's the design going to look like? Cause everyone's saying it's going to be like a square, um, like a squarish design with the three cameras. Like it'll have like almost like a tri like like you know so you know how it'll have triple uh, it'll have triple lens and stuff like that. Yeah. Like my question is how are they going to like put three lenses? Cause everyone's in the concepts everyone's putting it as like a square with the lenses like a triangle, um. In my opinion, I honestly think triple lens aren't necessary. <laughs> I think they just make the. Like, that's just me. I, I, don't, I don't see any point in it. I, I just. Honestly, what I think they should do is just make the two other lenses they got better. But I don't. Well, I, but I don't know. Hold it. Hold
1: it. If you look at it, really. um, For example, take some other phones. Okay, like uh, the S10 uh, and S10 Plus. They have these three lenses on the back. One is the primary, the other is the depth sensor. The third one's a wide angle. The thing about the wide angle lenses is no one really find, no one really knows that they want it unless they like try like seeing this huge you know field of view and the thing about the design like at first there were rumors that it might maintain the same uh, bump and just squeeze three cameras inside and have a ring flash around the side but then uh, i think i saw this part leak where it shows a huge square bump with uh, the three cameras in like this weird triangular position I kind of showed the leak around to a few people, and they, they, like, hated it. They completely hated it. But then if you look back at the iPhone 7 Plus and then the iPhone 10 and all these leaks about the uh, the dual camera and then having it vertical, people right. were making fun of that, too. Yeah, so yeah. when it comes out, I think I think people are just going to like it, you know?
0: Right, because we all thought those designs were, ridicul- like, were ridiculous, but then we, like, got used to them, and Apple actually did it in an okay way, I guess you can say. Um, and but- it's not
1: just... It's not even getting used to them so like after the 7 plus came out everyone like huawei and then like everyone just started copying the same exact camera design the dual camera and the iphone 10 everyone copied that camera bump design too so people just hate on it and then all the other companies just start copying apple later
0: Mm -hmm. um so also q also said that the ultra the ultra wide lens will be manufactured exclusively by sony um this is interesting that sony is going to make the camera according to uh according to Q but it'll, it'll be featuring a 12 megapixel 1UM sensor I don't know what 1UM is do you know what that do you know what a 1UM sensor is because I'm not honestly I don't know too much about yeah so okay
1: yeah so the thing is the the M is for meter and then the U stands for micro so that's 10 to the power minus six so it's like um it's one one millionth of a meter so that's oh, that's basically the, they call that the they call it the aperture. So that's the distance between one side of the lens to the opposite side. It's like the diameter of that little circle. The lens.
0: Oh, I see. Okay. Oh. The the
1: pixel actually behind the lens.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That Sony's baking it. They're gonna make the camera according to Q. Um, I I can't confirm this. It's just from Q's research notes. Um, but. it'll be interesting to see sony manufacture it yeah um but uh going back to the report uh so again apple is expected to officially announce the uh tree of new iphones in the fall um they're likely to announce it at the september media event um there's no rumors when exactly when the iphones are released but we all six we all expect september because that's when apple usually announces their new iphones so you can expect the next so people have been asking me about um like a few people on the app so on the app instagram some people were asking me when the new iphones would be available um so they'll give you a response about that they'll be available around september at like usual
1: hey holden uh speaking of the iphones what do you think like this probably not going to happen but what if they came out with a small like an iPhone SE sized iPhone 10 with like a notch what would you what would your thoughts be on that
0: um okay so my thoughts on that is my first question is is there a market is, is there still a market for the small phones um my answer is i i think yes because i think there's still some people that want a small phone and maybe maybe it'll be cheaper i guess you can say uh, I, I honestly don't know. But the question I have is, is there, a, is there still a market for it? And there, is, is there people buying this? And honestly, I feel like one of the reasons why people get an iPhone SE is, number one, they ha- it has like a smaller screen and they want that small screen. And number two, it's kind of cheaper than the other Apple iPhones, I guess you can say. Would you say
1: the same right. thing? Yeah. Yeah. They they try to fit in some of the the... Even if it's not the latest, at least one below that, the, you know, speed and, like, the camera is pretty good. And it comes in a cheap package, so.
0: Right. um, But just overall, I think there's a market for it still. I just don't know if it's enough that Apple's going to release an updated one or do it. Um, But, hey, they could surprise us.
1: Yeah, totally.
0: Okay, so... Now I'm going to move on to the next story, so the 4K LG UltraFine uh, display has been pulled, so it's the 4K one, not the 5K one, but the 4K LG UltraFine display has been pulled from the Apple online store in the United States, uh, Apple's started removing the LG display from other uh, online Apple stores around the world, and before it got pulled from the US uh, online store, it should have sold out for quite a while. Um, so the 4K and 5K ultrafine displays were first announced back in 2016 when they were also the first displays to support Thunderbolt 3. Um, so the 4K ultrafine display cost $700 when it was still available on Apple's online store. It had the display of, uh, uh 4096 by, uh, 2304 pixels and it delivered 60 watts of power to charge a MacBook. Um, so it's interesting so don't get confused about this, but the five K uh Ultrafine display, I believe is still on the Apple online store. Uh they just took away the four K LG just dis- ultra fine display. Um I'm kinda curious why they take it down. I'm I am waiting for Apple to release a new display. Um it was actually it wasn't I guess it's not a leak really, but Apple kind of hinted it in the Mac mini packaging. It included like a little like drawing of their like a fit Apple design display so um i th- honestly i think they'll if they announce a new display i think they'll announce it w- with the Mac Pro cuz Apple is expected to announce a Mac Pro this uh this year and and they confirmed it should be this year but prefian you think Apple's going to make a new display what do you expect and also what do you expect from the, the uh from this display and um what are your thoughts on the new mac pro and what do you expect from it
1: well the old mac pro nicknamed the trash can mac pro it's still selling on the apple website and it's really outdated and the thing about uh, what everyone really wants in the new mac pro is like the uh, modularity of it right so you want to upgrade the ram you want to upgrade the graphics and another thing is uh, mac os only supports uh, AMD right now doesn't support uh, Nvidia graphics so everyone really wants Nvidia graphics we i honestly we can't really say what to expect but this is like what people want this, this is what it's it's more of a creator device right
0: mhm right
1: and and about the display um i like an apple display will more more it'll be more of like a status symbol like oh i have an apple display but if you if someone really wants to buy a good display like perfect for macbooks you can still get the uh, lg um uh, uh, the ultra uh the ultra fine 4k on amazon right it's a uh, 1100 dollars i think
0: mhm yeah i think so yeah
1: it's it's slightly cheaper on amazon and it's a it's a display you can even use it in like in portrait mode so you have this really tall display now and well, even if Apple does make a display, it's not really a bargain over, let's say, LG. Because the display is a display. And LG still supports Thunderbolts. It supports uh, all 4K, uh, 5K throughput. It supports charging up to 60 watts. So, there's no... It's like, if someone wants a display, there's no need to wait for the Apple display. Because there's already a really great display right now, and there's not going to be that much of a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um but uh, for the mac i'm just gonna say what i expect for the mac pro so for the mac pro i definitely expect a design upgrade like a complete redesign the question is how are they going to execute this redesign and also how are they going to like what is it going to bring like in like like feature wise and everything like that um i am glad they announced the they have an imac pro but uh, so like example like like if people think the Mac Pro is too old or something like an outdated they can go with the iMac Pro um, But it comes with that it comes with that display Of course because it's an iMac Pro and some people just want to use their own monitors and stuff like that so it'll be interesting to, s- to see what Apple will bring us in uh, in late 2019 because that's when to, uh, That's when the Mac Pro is rumored to be released It'll be really um, late. I I think the most
1: I think the most important thing is that they figure out the thermal thermal management this time because in the uh, the uh, 2018 the i9 MacBook the thermal management like we know that wasn't too great there were a lot of issues of uh, the processor being throttled down slower than the i7s and then uh, even the original the the trash can Mac Pro. Even that design had a lot of thermal issues with throttling. So hopefully this time they don't go through any thermal management issues and it just goes clean.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's smooth too. Um, okay, so we're going to moving on to the next story. So next thing we're going to be talking about is Apple and Qualcomm. So a few days ago, Apple and Qualcomm announced an agreement uh, a few days ago that will dismiss all litigation between the two companies worldwide. The settlement includes a payment from Apple to Qualcomm. The companies have reached a six year license agreement effective as of April 1, 2019, including a two year option to extend and a multi year chipset supply agreement, according to, the, according to a release from Apple Newsroom. The agreement will end all litigation between the two companies, which, in, which includes Apple's uh, contract manufacturers. Both companies have also agreed on global licenses uh the patent and chip supplier agreement um so just after apple's so apple and qualcomm been having this fight for a long time now and they finally had they finally dis dismissed litigation, and they're all good now okay um so honestly i'm kind of happy to see that they uh i'm actually kind of happy to see that they uh came to a resolution um and qualcomm could possibly be making the 5g chips for the 2020 iphone um there hasn't been any rumors that the 5g will be coming to 2019 iphones right now they're currently rumored to come in the 2020 iphones but qualcomm is supposed to apparently make the 5g chips for the 2020 iphones because it's supposed to support 5g uh so praveen what are your thoughts on the apple qualcomm situation
1: well uh if you look at the um the settlement uh, of uh, Apple with a uh, Qualcomm it's more of Apple settling for the payout because they, they really have no other choice. The problem is Apple doesn 't have anyone that can give them a, a 5G modem like uh, if you look at Samsung uh, Apple actually requested a few companies to uh, for purchasing modems and Samsung had to reject the offer because they couldn't make uh, the uh, modem for their own uh, for their own devices and uh, Qualcomm, as we know, because of the uh, the patent the patent issues, uh, they weren't willing to work with Apple, mm-hmm. and Intel's Intel's really slowing down, and Intel's not ready with their chip, and they just released, uh, I think, about two three weeks ago, that their uh, phone, uh, their 5G modem's not gonna uh, be ready uh, anytime soon. Soon. So that only live that only leaves Huawei and Huawei doesn't share their chips with anyone They're kind of like Apple too. So Apple was just put in the situation where okay, so we have no other choice so they decided to settle with uh, Qualcomm and actually an analyst from UBS uh, UBS Timothy, he estimated mm-hmm. that the settlement uh, might be somewhere between five to six billion and oh, also wow. eight to nine Yeah, and also eight to nine dollars in uh, royalties per iPhone
0: That's a lot, so man.
1: for a yeah, that for like a for like a thousand dollar iPhone, uh, like it's a it's a lot of money. It's one percent, so that's that's one percent in all of their sales, which is millions of iPhones, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So, so uh, and that so that's that's really why uh, Apple decided to settle. The thing is, Apple also uh, allotted a division uh, within themselves to uh start working on the uh, Apple 5G modem. But the thing about modems is, like, they're one of the most complicated uh, chipsets in, an entire de- in a mobile computing device. Modems, like, uh, they're, they're really complicated for uh, numerous reasons. Like, uh, even processors aren't that complicated because they're just divided into groups. And they, just, uh, they have a central core and then they have surrounding cores. They just divide tasks. Modems are really the, the re- uh, big deal here. They connect with uh, different telecom uh, carriers, so they need to have all this data inside has to be encrypted. It has to work with a SIM card. And there's just lots of threads passing through, uh, millions of threads. And uh, due to all these reasons, developing a modem, especially a 5G modem, is just a lot of work. Even if Apple starts now, it would take them at least two to three years to develop a 5G modem. So in right. in this situation, so the, yeah.
0: Sorry to interrupt you, but have, it's because they have, the, they have to do all the R&D and research and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and if you look at it, like, OnePlus and, like, Samsung, they have the S10 5G. They have a Galaxy Fold 5G. And then if you look at the Huawei's Fold X and uh, the OnePlus 7, they're all coming out with 5G. And, like, I think Sprint, which which was the carrier that announced their uh, 5G? I think in a few cities. I think it's already out.
0: Um, so, I believe AT&T has some 5 um, Well, it's fake 5G, but re- they have some real 5G and. In- and like at least i think at least 15 cities in the united states and then Verizon i think announced 3 cities they're having 5g in and T-Mobile i forgot honestly I forgot what T-Mobile's doing but i'm pretty sure they're already ahead of them cuz it's T-Mobile <laughs> you know yeah so, um, in Sprint, yeah and Sprint, Sprint i have no idea except honestly for Sprint i have no idea all i know is like <laughs> they're Sprint's going to be joining Sprint's going to be merging T-Mobile and Sprint to be, be merging with each other to create 5g but I don't think that deal has been approved yet by uh, the government or whatever, so I don't know.
1: So we can expect by the end of the year to actually be using 5G in a nu- numerous cities and like numerous smartphones, right? So if Apple takes another year or two, or I- either they make their own chipset or they wait for Intel's uh, processor to come out, uh, it's just you know it's not going to work for them. There's already well, going to there's there going to be a demand v? for 5G. Upper v. Yeah.
0: Um, so, I believe that Intel actually discontinued their 5G efforts, I believe. I, oh, they discontinued them? I believe so. Right after they announced the Qualcomm, uh, like or after Apple announced the Qualcomm deal and whatever, uh, I believe that until a few hours later, announced that they're not making 5G chips or something like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, if, if you I'll look at it...
0: Let me look into it right now.
1: Okay. Uh, Till then, I'll just... I'll... I'll say something like, um, if you kind of look at it, it's not like Apple did bail on Intel, but Intel was like, oh, we'll get it done. We'll, you know, we're working on it. So it's not like, you know, Apple's fault for bailing on Intel. They weren't going to get it done.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm looking at the Intel 5G. Um, So we already know that Intel won't be in the 5G iPhone, which is again, going to be in 2020. Um, but yeah, apparently Intel abandoned the 5G smartphone modem market. So, um, the in, so yeah, the Intel corporation announced that they're exiting the 5G uh, smartphone modem business and they're going to, I think they're going to be focusing on other things. So it was interesting that it's just announced that a few hours later. Cause I think Intel's trying real hard to do something with Apple. And then when they lost them, like they just, I think they just can't do it. Right, um, like
1: I, we can pretty much expect Qualcomm to dominate the 5G modem business from now on.
0: Right, yeah, because Qualcomms just I don't know too much about Qualcomm, it's just me, but just from looking at the Qualcomm like just looking at their business, I really think Qualcomm's ahead in the market compared to other 5G efforts by other companies.
1: Yeah, and another thing about Qualcomm's 5G modems is they work really well, especially with the Android devices. They have this weird new integration technology. That allows it to work like seamlessly between uh the processor and the modem so the lag in uh 5g processing is very very low so this actually leads to like a lot of possibilities like uh, 5g uh, cloud computing and uh even like uh i think uh some robotics company they had this uh talk with Qualcomm about using their 5g modems uh in their robots like they can't so with uh qualcomm 5g they wouldn't have to put the processing units in the robot so they can uh, have it uh, wireless uh, like through 5g and then therefore save space and like have more batteries and make the robot smaller
0: interesting um okay so um moving away from the qualcomm and apple situation and um just to give a summary overall in my opinion that i'm glad they came to resolution I, i'm honestly i wasn't really a fan of qualcomm during that time because it just just looking at the news, it made it seem like Qualcomm was like, I wouldn't say I don't know how to explain it without cussing, um, but I would say this was, was just comp. I'm just gonna say it's complicated. Um, but I'm glad I'm glad now they have a resolution. Um, so we're gonna be moving on to the next story now. So, um, apparently, so, okay, so Apple out outsells Samsung as iPhone tops U.S. mobile activation chart for uh Q1 2019. Uh, so um so a story from nine o five Mac sorry not nine to five Mac a story from Apple Insider. Uh, Apple's main rival in the smartphone market is Samsung, um ob- obviously. Um but the pre- the percentage sale share of the market is up from twenty eighteen, but still far behind from quarters of twenty 26- six of twenty seventeen and twenty sixteen. Um with a latter seeing that Apple dominate with forty percent of the market. So uh, apparently for Q1 2019, uh, Apple outsells Samsung. And speaking of Samsung, have you seen the issues with the Samsung Galaxy Fold?
1: Yeah, I did. So uh, speaking, uh, Samsung's still going ahead with their release, and the mainly there were there were only two issues encountered. One was peeling the uh, screen protector off, and technically, uh, that's actually not supposed to be peeled off. It's a plastic layer that holds the display together. The thing is, on the, uh, on the review units that they sent out to uh, a couple of uh, tech reviewers like uh, MKBHD and The Verge, uh, like, they didn't have the uh, warning not to peel it off, but it seems like on like, one of the T-Mobile uh, retail boxes they found the warning, so I guess that's just a review unit thing, like not having the warning. Another thing is The Verge reported having uh, some piece of debris stuck between uh, the hinge and the display, And uh, if you look at this video from Unbox Therapy, he goes into describing uh, how uh, The Verge uses clay to uh, stick phones onto like a table to take all these uh, different uh, artistic shots. So the thing is, uh, what uh, they're uh, thinking is The Verge also mentioned in their article that this happened after one of their shots that they used with clay. So most probably uh, one of the pieces of clay got stuck and went into uh, the hinge and probably uh, messed the display up so uh they've sent the unit into samsung to check and samsung says that they're going through the units that had issues and the only real issue with actual display uh breakage was with the verge and if that turns out to be clay then it's really the verge's fault they'll have they're gonna have to uh send out a retraction and I, I actually still think the galaxy fold is not it's not gonna be like having this huge market but it's, it's still a device that's required in the market because if you don't start with something, you're never going to get a really good product. you got to start off with something bad at first, right?
0: I guess, yeah. I don't know. Rather, honestly, this is just me. I'd rather have a, a good... i just rather have a, one good product that's okay and usable. Um, I guess that's what Samsung's doing with the Galaxy Fold. And of course, the, the Samsung Galaxy Fold is almost $2,000. Uh, pretty expensive phone. Um, but if you think about it, it's really new technology, I guess you can say, and it's pretty pricey. Um, but from looking, from I, I actually I looked at all these reports. I I read a lot of reports that people were peeling off the screens, and then I read another report that apparently there's other issues, but they're like they're smaller issues, not as big as like this. Like most of them has been like display issues. I've been mostly reading reports like the Galaxy Fold like broke after 24 hours of using it and stuff like that. Um, I, I honestly, I just I think the media is just I don't know if, I don't think they're too happy about it, like because they didn't know. But at the same time, could have been Samsung's fault or the media's fault. We don't I really don't know because I don't have the Samsung Galaxy Fold and I don't plan on buying one anytime soon. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I got to say it's pretty interesting. And the first thing when I thought of the when the when I heard the issue about the Galaxy Fold, uh I was thinking like are they going to have the uh remember that remember the
1: Yeah, it was the Note 7. Actually fun fact, it's still banned on airplanes till this date.
0: <laughs> Dang. Um but when I heard of the issue with the Galaxy Fold, I'm like, uh oh, is this a, are they playing a, are they playing the Note seven card? I'm like, okay. Um but that's just my first reaction about it, but apparently it's not a huge issue. Just yes. Samsung Which the media
1: just Samsung still feels confident about uh going ahead with their launch. And I think the only big issue that you would face with the Fold is since the display on the inside is in glass, it's kind of like hard plastic, you'll easily catch dings like, and scratches like faster than glass. But other than that, and the, like, maybe the slight uh, the visibility of the crease and certain angles, there's still like, a lot of software issues. It's not a good product, it's not something that people should buy. But it's something that, you know, it's, it should definitely be out there. Something that you got to think about.
0: Right. Um, okay, so we're moving on to the last story for today's podcast. So... Allerged iPhone eleven iPhone eleven max molds show triple camera layout. So talking about the triple camera layout again, like we did in the beginning of the episode. So according to Slash Leaks, uh, Slash Leaks posted an image that allerged to be the iPhone eleven iPhone eleven max molds for third party case production. Um so these physical molds are presumably produced by case manufacturers based on leaks uh based on the leaks uh, to early t- uh, to test cases early for the upcoming 2019 iPhones. Um, but the, the front design also show, the front designs also shown on a Rehobo post, which may have been the original source for the images. The square grouping of the triple camera is uh, consistent with other rumors and images that have leaked from the, the supply chain regarding Apple's upcoming iPhones. So um, these photos actually show the Pretty much the same triple camera we've been talking about. Um, but basically, they're just like little metal plastic molds that, ca- that case manufacturers use to test like to test cases and everything like that. Um, but any thoughts on this, Praveen?
1: Uh, well, one thing is, uh, I don't know how case manufacturers think it's a good business idea to just start making hundreds of cases based on some part leak right i mean that's that's if i were a case manufacturer i would wait till the actual phone comes out to make a case and like again like it's just trying to up the hype and just trying to like oh like the iphone 11's coming iphone 11's coming that's that's basically it
0: yeah i think they do it just so like they can like easily i I don't think they're making hundreds of them i think they're making like five of them just to test out i guess you can say but they're, i'm sure there's a company making hundreds of them already right now um but it's just it's interesting to see that, uh like this is this is pretty common before new iphones release case manufacturers usually like they plan ahead so they have stock and they can like release case options immediately to customers i guess you can say uh yeah because like usually
1: usually someone buys an a new iphone they would want a case immediately like right the same day so they'd probably order a day or two before they actually get the phone
0: right i've seen some case companies like release cases like a month ahead before the before the iphone comes <laughs> out i'm like dang <laughs> um but yeah just overall i find find interesting okay so we're gonna be wrapping up this episode now uh praveen thank you for joining today today's episode yeah
1: well thanks holden for having me
0: Thank you. And also, everyone, be sure to check out the Musk Unloaded podcast hosted by Praveen uh, and also announce uh, Musk Unloaded is also in partnership with Apple Austin Media, so be, uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, thanks for joining the Apple Austin family, Praveen. And thanks well, for no us. problem. Thank you, man. Um, but again, uh, Musk Unloaded podcast return on May 9th. Uh, it'll be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and, and anything else, Praveen? Am I missing any?
1: Uh, Google Podcasts.
0: Google Podcasts, that's right. So be sure to check out all those three platforms, um, and also be sure to check out, um, be sure to check out for the latest Apple tech news and rumors. Uh, we have writers posting news daily. Um, be sure to check out our website, and of course, give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, on Instagram, we we hit uh twenty six thousand one hundred followers. Uh, let's try to get to twenty seven thousand. I think we can do it. So, um, I'd like to thank everyone for their support and app philosophy media and app philosophy uh, app philosophy appreciate uh, appreciates it so thank you very much um and if you're new to this podcast uh be sure to subscribe to this podcast on apple Podcasts google Podcasts uh, amazon echo and more my name is holen satterwhite and thank you for listening to today's episode of app philosophy weekly bye-bye